Thanks for joining us for Life Vineyard Church. Good morning, everybody. If we haven't met yet, my name is Liz, and I'm the other lead pastor, along with Dan, here at Life on this warm Memorial oh, Labor Day weekend. Do you guys ever switch those? Oh, all the time. <laughs> all the time. Um, anyways, I was wondering if any of you guys watch um, America's Got Talent. Do any of you watch those? That's like one of those, oh, I have a whole family that watches it. <laughs> um, it's like one of those shows, like if there's really nothing on or like, you know, it's after dinner, you can kind of throw that on TV. I'm kind of a casual watcher of America's Got Talent. But I remember like, um, like those shows coming out and like, especially American Idol, like people in college would watch the whole, you know, you'd get really attached to each person. But America's Got Talent is a little bit different, you know. Um, it's just a, a show you can go on, showcase your talent, and you're trying to get through to the final uh, round so that you can be the winner and win one million dollars, right? Yeah, and uh, the best outcome is when you go on that show, you want to wow the judges, right? You want each one of them to give you that resounding yes, right? You don't want just a few, you don't want the X, you know, you don't want just a, an okay performance. You want a yes from all those judges. What I think is funny about those shows is like you really don't know what you're getting on those shows, right? They kind of like sprinkle in the bad talent and the good talent and all kinds of weird talent and whatever. And you can't always tell when someone walks on stage what kind of show you're gonna get, right? Like they could, they could look snazzy and then have a mediocre uh, talent or they could have kind of a uh, a shy presence and then wow the whole crowd, right? So that's what I like. I like when somebody comes on stage and, um, you know, they come on stage and they're, they're holding their mic and the judges ask their name and they're just like, hi, I'm Liz from Muhammad, Illinois. Um, and then the judges will say something like, so what would you do with the million dollars, Liz? It's great to meet you. I'm, I think that I might open up a, an animal shelter with a million dollars. You know, and in, you know, in my judge a book by its cover kind of personality, I'm like, well, okay, this is going to bomb, right? And then all of a sudden, like, the music cues, and they, like, relax, and they become themselves, and then they belt out this beautiful, you know, you know when they first start singing, and then everyone is taken aback, because the minute they open their mouth from their singing voice to their talking voice, like, it's like night and day difference, and you're like, where did that even come from? <laughs> this person was, like, struggling to talk, and now they're, like, belting out this beautiful... Um, singing voice, and the judges all look at each other, you know, with like that gasping look, and then one by one, people are standing from the crowd until the end. Everyone's standing and cheering, and maybe they zoom in on one person shedding a tear, right? And then one by one, all the judges give this big yes to them, right? So here's the, the picture from that 
show that I was thinking about this week is that God gives you a big yes. He has said that over your life. He has taken you and chosen you before you were even aware of it and said, I said yes to you. You didn't even have to show up on stage and sing really good, right? You could have bombed it. (laughs) Whatever it was, God has chosen you with his big yes. The, The kind of yes that's like, so full and excited because it's like, it's so full of approval, right? It's like the biggest yes that you can say. He's given that to you. He's chosen you to belong to him as his very own child. And he did it by the obedience of Jesus to the will of the Father to die on a cross so that he could win the victory over death and brokenness forever. And Jesus didn't stay dead, right? He was resurrected by the power of God that gives us complete freedom to be his children with the same story, to move from death to life. And soon, soon, he is coming back to renew all things and bring final completion to this world. That's our hope. That's our foundation. That's our story that we live into as a beautiful community. So the theme of Dan's uh, announcements is going to carry over because for the next several weeks, we are going to be in a series called Beautiful Community. And we're kind of taking some ideas and chapters from this book. It's called The Good and Beautiful Community by James A. Smith. It's a really good book. Um, God has made us into this beautiful community, and he is the source and the foundation, right? God reached out when we were without hope, when we were doing our own thing, going our way, and he offered us this invitation of love, giving us this big yes over our lives. And then when we return that invitation and we give him our yes back, our lives are forever changed, right? Our whole lives change and shift, our priorities shift, our values shift. And one of those things that shift is being part of the church, the body of Christ. Now we belong to a group of people, a family of people, who collectively, we collectively give our yes back to God by loving him, by loving each other, by extending the kingdom into the world. So we are a beautiful community because we belong to Christ. And we're united with him. And we shine that love in that relationship to the world. So what does a beautiful community look like? What does it feel like? I'm going to go to Galatians 5, 6, and then 13 through 14. Because a beautiful community is one that lives and loves as Christ the source. So this is what it says from the Amplified Version. If we are in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision means anything, but only faith activated and expressed and working through love. For you, my brothers, 
We're called to freedom. Only do not let your freedom become an opportunity for the sinful nature, worldliness, selfishness, but through love serve and seek the best for one another. For the whole law concerning human relationships is fulfilled in one precept. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. That is, you shall have unselfish concern for others and do things for their benefit. You know, this verse reminds us that the Jewish people from the Old Testament, they knew they belonged to the family of God through circumcision. That was a mark of them belonging to that family. And in the New Testament, the mark of our faith is love. The mark of our community is love. Do we belong to this community? Oh, we belong to this community because love is expressed. And the writers of Galatians are saying, hey, you were purchased for freedom, and that freedom isn't just to indulge in your own selfish ways, right? Just living your best life for all of your own ways to build yourself up, building your own kingdom. Actually, your freedom is so that you can serve and love others. That's the foundation of this beautiful community in Christ. So God is love, right? We know that from Scripture. God is love, and we have the Spirit inside of us when we respond and say yes to Jesus. And so that love is fueled by His Spirit living in us. And the Spirit produces fruit in our life that helps us have this beautiful community within these walls and out in the world. And later in Galatians, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit, and it gives a description of what the Spirit does inside of us. And so I'm going to paraphrase some of those fruits of the Spirit so that you can just get a, um, an imagine, expand your imagination to understand what, is, what it looks like when, when the Spirit of God is guiding your life in this beautiful community. This is what happens. Number one, loving God and all his people. Number two, joyfully resting in God's favor and grace in our lives. Peace and freedom from fear despite our circumstances. Patience, feeling content even while we wait for what we want. Looking to treat others with kindness. Doing good and caring for those in need. Being dependable and trustworthy. Persevering without giving up. Acting according to well-thought-out choices rather than impulse. That's the beauty of the Spirit working in us and producing fruit in our lives and in our community. Now, does this mean community always is going to feel good and go perfect? No. I will tell you, if you choose life, then your church is your church, you will be offended and hurt at some point. I will probably offend and hurt you. Somebody else will offend and hurt you. This doesn't mean it is without conflict or uncomfortability. What, what, what you see in the fruit of the Spirit is that you choose love as your highest standard. And love patiently endures with people, right? So the, the, 
the Spirit produces this good work in us. And we see when the, the first community of believers were formed in Acts 2, after Jesus ascended to heaven, we see the Spirit working out this type of beautiful community, this, this fruit of the Spirit in those believers. They gathered together. They spoke encouraging words to each other, right? They had visions. They prophesied. They committed themselves to be learners of the ways of Jesus and the apostles' teaching. They ate together. They extended hospitality. They committed themselves to prayer and worship. They took care of each other's financial needs. The good and beautiful community was tangible in their presence. And it was the work of the Spirit because it says the Spirit was poured out on all people. It is the Spirit that fuels this type of community. But do we just keep this community to ourselves, you know, keep, keep insulated? No, we give it away. It's meant to find its expression outside of this building, right? We give our yes back to God in return. And I want to just um, give us this two images this morning, but one image comes from our logo, right? We're called Life, Life Vineyard Church for a reason. When we changed our name, we didn't get rid of life because it gives us a real identity marker, okay? We did change our logo a little bit, and you see there's a river and a tree, right? We are a, a river church because we're not a lake. A lake is insulating, right? It's not flowing anywhere. It's stagnant. It's staying, right? Kind of, it's staying put. But as a river church, we don't just keep the, the kingdom and the goodness of who God is to ourselves. We don't just try to stay separate from the world and create this nice little bubble. No, we are flowing everywhere we go for the sake of the kingdom. We multiply the kingdom life and share God's goodness. Now, what do you know about rivers? This week, I... Uh, Went on my computer, you know, did a little Googling on rivers, and I stumbled upon some information from National Geographic in which I had to give my email to deliver this quote. Do you ever go on those websites that says, well, you can't enter this content unless I give you your email? So just so you know, I'm probably going to have to, you know, sort through my spam messages now to give you this quote. I won't hold you responsible. Maybe I'll just forward them to you. <laughs> just kidding. So this is what I've learned about rivers. Rivers are the steady flow of clean, the steady flow of clean, fresh waters of rivers is essential to human life and a whole host of aquatic species. Rivers and their tributaries are the veins of the planet, pumping fresh water to wetlands and lakes and out to sea. They flush nutrients through aquatic ecosystems, keeping thousands of species alive and help sustain fisheries worth billions of dollars. Rivers are also the lifeblood of human civilization. They supply water to cities, farms, and factories. Rivers carve shipping routes around the globe and provide us with food, recreation, and energy. Okay, those are some big claims. They are the veins of the planet. 
and they are the lifeblood of human civilizations. Rivers are a big deal, okay? I think sometimes their role is a little overlooked in life. So next, uh, you know, school um, project that you have to do, do it on rivers. They carry life and nutrients wherever they go. They're essential to our flourishing. Now Jesus uses this picture of rivers, and that's where we get our picture of rivers. He says that rivers of living waters will flow through us. The Spirit is the living water that is inside of us, God's presence. So we become a space, a host, a holy indwelling of God's Spirit wherever we go. We are carriers of His life, right? The river is moving, it's going, and it's carrying life and nutrients. And the Spirit is inside of us, a river that has movement, carrying life and nutrients. So in this new identity that we have as, say, as people who say yes to God, we are given his life-giving water to flow through us into the world and to others. The second picture comes from 1 Peter 2, 4 through 8 and 9 through 10. This is about living stones. Okay, this is from the message Welcome to the living stone, the source of life. The the workman took one look and threw it out. God set it in a place of honor. Present yourselves as building stones for the construction of a sanctuary vibrant with life in which you will serve as holy priests offering Christ-approved lives up to God. You are the chosen ones by God, chosen for the high calling of priestly work, chosen to be a holy people, God's instruments to do his work and speak out for him, to tell others of the night and day difference he has made for you from nothing to something, from rejected to accepted. The big yes that he has had for you you, are, you get to tell that story to other people. And the little stories, right? He's always saying yes to you. So there's this image of, of Christ being the cornerstone, which is that source of a whole building being set by one stone. And then there is the, the river being the ever-flowing body of water that brings life and nutrients, a source. Do you know that a river also needs a source? I thought this was interesting. All rivers have a starting point where water begins its flow. This source is called a headwater. The headwater can come from rainfall or snowmelt in mountains, but it can also bubble up from groundwater or form at the edge of a lake or a large pond. So the river, that's the the veins of the earth, right? It needs a source. It needs a headwater. 
And the cornerstone is a source. Guess, guess the picture here. The source is Jesus, right? We keep coming to him as our source. We keep going to him throughout our day, our week, our hours, our moments. He's our source, our strong foundation, the one we keep coming to. He's the source of this church. He's the living cornerstone of this church. So in ancient society, right, the cornerstone was like that first block that went in, and it was a guide to how straight the walls were, where the other cornerstone went. It was that orientation where the rest of the foundation, the building, is resting on this block. And it kind of became this picture of like, it, everything is held together by this cornerstone. And so it's, it's like a source of life, this cornerstone. And the people of God, the Jewish people, knew that God would come back to earth and he was going to rebuild a temple when God returned to earth. And there was this ancient promise that the person that was going to rebuild this temple was going to come through the line of David and he was going to build, rebuild this temple on the proper cornerstone. And God sends Jesus as the cornerstone. And what did the Jewish people do? Reject him as the cornerstone. He's the foundation of how God renews all things. But they rejected him. They even rejected him so much that they killed him, right? But what's our story? What's our beautiful story? That death did not stop Jesus, right? Quite the contrary. God uses the evil plans of man to bring about his purposes. And so the death on the cross canceled the payment of death that we all owe. And the power of God raised Jesus back to life and sets him at the right hand of the Father where we are united with him and seated with him in heavenly places. That is our identity and our story as a beautiful community. And then he says, you go out and be the living stones. Instead of building one place where my presence is, I'm multiplying my presence through my people. I'm going to put my living waters in you and in you and in you, and you're going to be the living stone that's going to go out there and build my kingdom among people. So now we have this multiplying mission where we don't just gather in one little temple and do our little thing. No, you become the ministers and the priests that go on to serve Jesus and tell of his goodness. Because Jesus is on the move like that river. He's taking his nutrients and his life to other people, and he's doing it through you. That everywhere you go, you are the holy home of God. Everywhere you are, you carry the life-giving nutrients of the Spirit. Everyone here is called to be a minister of Jesus and to proclaim his goodness to others, to share his goodness to others. That's the call of our beautiful community. It's weighty, but it's good. So I have two calls to action 
as we close. Plug into the source, right? You know, I kind of thought those like plug-ins, you know? Plug into the source, spread the fragrance. I don't really use them at my house because they're a little overpowering sometimes. <laughs> but sometimes they're needed, right? Uh, plug into the source. Spend two hours with God this week. Now some of you are like, <clears throat> and then some of you are like, oh, easy. But I'll, here's the thing. I'll let you have one of those hours as church next Sunday, okay? <laughs> but spend two hours with God this week. You could break it up, you know, six days, ten minutes, four days, thirty minutes. I don't know. You can do the math. I'm, I'm not that great at math. But plug into the source. Like, you can't do it without him. You can't be the river without the headwater, can't be the living stones without the cornerstone. Those are the images. You have to have the source. When are you plugging in to the source and dedicating that quiet time with just you and Jesus? It has to be distraction-free. <laughs> you got to get out some scripture, meditate on it, pray over it, Listen to God. Give him your thanks and praise. Have that conversational time with Jesus. Plug into the source. Now, if you use one of your... This is not to say, I did it, or I didn't do it, right? The guilty or the victorious. Like, it's, it just is what it is. He's our source. So there's no, like, I'm trying to make you feel good or bad. It's just, he's our source. So if you use one of your hours for church, like, just do it a little bit more meditatively, right? Come, okay, God, what do you have for me today? What do you want me to speak to another person? Like, every time I'm distracted and I'm going through my to-do list, my grocery list, whatever it is that's next, like, I'm just going to refocus on you. I'm just going to turn back to you. So these are, like, two hours of, like, like thinking, focused, quiet, connection with, with the source, your Father in heaven, where you're seated and united. And then spread the fragrance. Think about four acts of goodness. I'll have the band come on up. Four acts of goodness. Now, this is us spreading and proclaiming his goodness to the world. You can just be on, on the lookout, right? Spirit... What would you want me to do this week? Who would you want me to serve? Who do you want me to be aware of? How do you want to open my eyes this week? And that awareness, he answers. He shows you. He highlights a person. He highlights a task. He highlights an opportunity. Right? We just have to be on the lookout and in the awareness because you are the living stones and you are the flowing river with the Spirit. That's your mission when you leave this place is to be the good and beautiful community out there in our world, right? And some of you have a great opportunity. You already have people that you're connected to, maybe in your work or in your neighborhood. You have a great opportunity but it's risky and uncomfortable. 
and you just have to get over it. <laughs> but he wants to do amazing things through you. I think he wants to blow the vision of kind of the little lives that we live sometimes. He wants to explode it and really use you as living stones, as the water of life, kingdom life to this world. So let's pray. Jesus, thank you for the story that we live in, the story of death to life, of victory in you, of the promises in you, the authority and the place that we live in, in you, seated with you in heavenly places. That's where we're, we're at. And you give us this fresh flowing water that never runs dry. So I pray for your spirit to be with us as we worship you and as we fill up with your goodness so that we can go out and continue to spread your goodness. Come, Holy Spirit, as we worship you. We love you, Jesus. Amen. At Life Vineyard Church, we want you to experience the life-changing presence of God. We'd love to have you join our community. We meet every Sunday in Muhammad, Illinois. To find out more, go to lifevineyard.org, lifevineyard.org. Oh, hey, you're still here. You're like one of my favorite people. The kind of person that like sticks around after church while everybody else has left. Like you're still one of the last ones talking. You're like the podcast version of that person. And while I have you here, uh, if you didn't know, this is Pastor Dan. Uh, while I have you here, I just want to say, hey, if you don't have a church home, we would love for you to come to life if you're in the central Illinois area. If you're listening to this outside of central Illinois, go find a vineyard church. Vineyard churches are amazing places. Go find one near you. And if you're not near a vineyard church, then uh, just find a church, a community of believers that you can be involved with, be in community with. I think we are our best spiritual selves when we are in community with other people who are following Jesus. That's what the church is for. So we hope to see you here. And if not here, Go find a community of believers that you can get involved with this week. All right, thanks for listening. See you later.